This is the Healthy Children COVID podcast dated April 27th, 2020. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. The COVID pandemic has changed the lives of everyone. We're all feeling it. The effects of social isolation and school closures may have long-term consequences for all children and adults, but children with special needs and they have special health care needs. Sometimes the schools are a place where they can really get a lot of the services that they need. What are parents to do now? We're talking with Dr. Lynn Davidson. She's an attending physician at the Children's Hospital at Montefiore, an assistant professor of pediatrics at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and she's on the executive committee of the Council on Children with Disabilities from the AAP. Dr. Davidson, it's a pleasure to have you with us. As I said in my intro a bit, the school system provides a lot of types of therapy for children during their school day. Give us a little bit of rundown what's happening, what you're seeing happening about the potential negative impact, academic, social, emotional, because of COVID for children with special needs. So I'm going to start in saying that this is especially affecting our patients with children with special health care needs, but it's affecting all children. So I don't want to ignore that fact. And I also want to say that the school systems are really trying hard. They're working overtime to try to help our families. But they're, unfortunately, everyone is trying to learn new skills. And, um, and it's becoming difficult for families um, and for their children to really keep up. And with our patients with special health care needs, just like other children, they are missing that routine, the routine of going to school, they're missing the social interaction, they're missing the academic support, um, they're um, missing their therapies. And so um, it's it's concerning and um, um, everybody's got to be a little more creative, uh, both the teachers, the parents, and the students, um, in order to try to prevent um, our losing our children losing their abilities and their their the things that they've gained over the last couple of years academically and and with their therapies. Well, that makes perfect sense because as they progress in those therapies and they get more confident, then those therapies are, you know, cut down. That's going to also affect self-esteem and the mood in the household. So tell us a little bit about what you want parents to know about those ways to get creative, as you mentioned, because maybe they don't have an idea of what you mean by that and how maybe telehealth visits can help with some of those missed therapies and really what you want them to know about ways for them to get creative. So the key here is to do the best you can um, because some families have good internet access, some families don't, some families um, have multiple children who need access to that internet and to that perhaps one computer in the household. Um, So what I'm recommending to families is to remember that they really know their children best and to depend on that to help their children move along and be able to progress. Um, In some instances, families are just going to have to go back to basics. 
Um, I have a family that has two young ladies with intellectual disabilities. Um, they're they're non-English speakers. Um, and what they've done is they've gotten packets through the mail and we've encouraged them and the school has encouraged them just to do the best they can. Um, to go back to basics, to make sure their children thrive, and to use things that we do in the home at what we have in the home to make sure that they can progress. So I'll give you an example. In addition to the intense learning that the schools are trying to provide for our children, um, use card games to try to work on math. Um, use um, cooking as a way to learn science with measurement. Um, and even our patients with special health care needs, to the best of their ability, can do those kinds of things. This family I mentioned earlier, um, these children are um, significantly intellectually disabled. So mom is working on just writing their name, the alphabet, the basic kinds of things. Now, it depends on your child and what level you're at in order to try to build on those skills. It is quite a burden on the parents, and I'm sure that they're feeling it as well. Give us a little advice for the parents, for the caregivers, because now all of a sudden they're homeschool teachers, and if they have children with disabilities, they're quite used to doing things that other parents would not be used to doing at all. But give them a little hope and encouragement in how this is something that is a different normal for their children, but a little help for them as well. Thank you, Melanie. It really is a different normal. And the first thing I'm going to say to families is forgive yourself, okay? This is not a, a normal situation, and you got to do the best you can. Um, many of our families um, have to be creative in the sense that they have to go back to for example, in the children with physical disabilities, the days when their little ones got early intervention. Think about what the physical therapists did with their children in the home uh, and build on that. Um, the other thing is, is that, um, and, and you've discussed this in some of your previous uh, radio podcasts, is that parents have to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Uh, both emotionally and physically, um, making sure they're doing the safe self-care that, that's needed so that they can help their families. And remember that um, no one in the system, neither the educational system nor um, us doctors, think that we're going to be able to reach the end of this academic year at the same place that they would have if we were in school. It's just not possible. Well, it certainly can be a little disheartening, but you've given us really good advice. Now, what about with children with special needs? Sometimes they have chronic comorbid conditions that go along with it, medications, visits with their, you know, providers to help them with some of these special conditions. Maybe it's diabetes or maybe they have, you know, Crohn's disease, any of these things. What do you want parents to know about children with special needs that might need to see a doctor or might need their medications? And are you doing telehealth? What would you like them to know about the ways to connect with their providers? So, I know that with this COVID epidemic, um, we've kept people out of the office 
other than the little infants who need vaccines. And that's super important. I'm going to make a point that you don't want to ignore the infant vaccines because we don't want other problems to pop up afterwards. But please reach out to your pediatrician. Most of us are doing telehealth by the phone. Many of us are starting to do video visits in order to check on our patients. So, for example, our patients who need medications, um, we want them to reach out to us. Please, um, pharmacies are across the country delivering medications to parents' homes. Um, So don't ignore the pediatrician. In addition, we can be very helpful with uh, um, emotional health um, as well as the um, ideas to help uh, advance children's learning and academics. We may be able to reach out to the school system if the school system isn't reaching out to the families. Although I must say, I've talked to a number of teachers, they are working hard to communicate with the families to make sure that their children at least are progressing a little bit or at least not regressing in their academic abilities. And that bi-directional communication between the pediatricians, the families, the families and the teachers are essential. Teachers are wanting to hear from families. We're wanting to hear families from families, and we're all doing telehealth visits in order to keep our patients as healthy as possible. Well, I'm so glad that you said that because that really reinforces for parents that support is there, that support is out there, especially when you have children with special needs. And I've done a lot of segments recently where I've seen that speech therapy is one thing that works very well over telehealth. I loved your ideas for occupational therapy and cooking and working in the kitchen with your kids to learn measuring and maybe doing a science experiment, some of those kinds of things. Before we wrap up, I'd like to touch on the issue of mental health because for the parents, you talked about support and self-care and so important. And for their children that maybe made friends for the first time in their lives at school, and now they're socially isolated. Mental health is becoming a big issue for all of us. It's almost worldwide right now, Dr. Davidson. What do you want to tell parents about their children and this part of this picture we're discussing today, the mental health, the keeping spirits up, the helping your children to understand in a way that this is something that none of us really can understand? So... I think the anxiety is pervasive, and um, and that makes sense in this kind of pandemic situation. I think families need to think about, uh, and even those with children with autism and intellectual disability, um, we need to give them a basic idea of what's going on, but we also want to make sure they know that they are safe and that they are doing everything to keep their children safe. Um, So I think, first of all, those children who have um, counselors, whether they're mental health counselors through the school, mental health counselors outside, most of those providers are doing telehealth. Um, I think that it is important to keep a routine 
that everyone sleeps at a reasonable hour and gets enough sleep, that they're eating healthy, um, and then they're doing some exercise in the home because that really helps with the anxiety. But those with autism, those with ADHD, those with underlying anxiety disorders, um, reach out to your therapists if you have them. If you don't have them and you need help, please reach out to your pediatrician because we are able to connect through the telehealth world to those providers who can help you. Um, This isolation is a disaster for everyone. Not having a routine, um, it's important that we have our families try to keep a schedule, keep a routine to the best of their ability, because that helps our children feel like they're safe and our children with special health care needs. Absolutely well put. So wrap it up for us. And and I mean, you just kind of did, but I'd like one more just summary from you because you are such a great guest. Tell parents what you'd like them to know about children and disabilities at this time of quarantine and social distancing and the schools, speech, OT, physical therapy, the things that their kids are missing out on and ways that they can find resources to get the help they need. So I have three things, three words that I would use. Forgiveness, forgive yourself because this is not a perfect situation. Flexibility, think about ways that you can keep your children moving, particularly our patients with physical handicaps, but everyone make sure they're moving their muscles so that we don't have a problem when we get through this with children whose muscles are way too tight doing exercise to the best of your ability, and creativity, thinking about creativity in the home, and also reaching out to your schools if you're not getting what you need. Um, They are working very, very hard to try to help families um, with what we've got in our homes. And then finally, do reach out to your pediatrician. We are here to help. And we're doing the best we can, learning new skills with telemedicine, just like the schools are learning new resources and new things that they weren't trained to do. Um, But we're all trying to be creative to help the children so that they can move to the next level. Thank you so much, Dr. Davidson. It's really important information, not just at this time, but really all the time, the self-care, the creativity, the telehealth, and reaching out to your provider parents. If you need support, please reach out to your provider because they can offer you resources to help your children thrive at this time when many of us are feeling anxiety, but especially parents with children with special needs. This is Healthy Children. All of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. And we all know our pediatricians, they are the gold standard at AAP, and they're here to help, and they can help you, parents. So please feel free to reach out if you need any resources. They are there to help. I'm Melanie Cole for Healthy Children. Please share this show with families, friends on your social media. Share with people that you know that have children with special needs because this is great information and help that we can certainly all use. And you can listen on Spotify or iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. Thanks for listening and stay well.